0: Welcome to the Student of the Game podcast with Tim Stone, where I sit down with successful entrepreneurs to extract the knowledge you need to increase your income and avoid simple mistakes. You learn from their failures so you don't have to go through the same thing. I hope that you find one lesson you can apply to your life from this episode. Thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in to the Student of the Game podcast. I'm Tim Stone here. We've got our special guest today, Mr. Buck Wise. Yes, Buck sir. Runs, closing day agency. He is the marketing guy. He's going to tell us all about that. But Buck, thank you for being here. Thanks for coming, dude. What an intro, man! The marketing guy. The marketing I can't live guy. Up to that, Tim. Yeah. But that's the
1: thing I think of when I think of Buck Wise. I can't live up to that, man. I don't like... People say, Buck, you're a marketing expert. And I say, please don't say that because I'm a data marketer. You know, yes, I have 25 years of experience. I've worked with the world's largest brands like Starbucks, Nike, Grant Cardone, Ryan Serhant, EXP, CEO, Success Magazine, CEO, Glenn Sanford. But like all that experience means Sounds nothing. Sounds like you're the marketing guy. It means nothing when a new platform launches... When you've got you know uh, when you've got an algorithm that shifts, when you have a new consumer, a new product, a new service, you take that into consideration, but you throw the rest out the window. I hate marketers that are like, "I know exactly what to do." My my deal is, I'm not a marketing guru. I'm not an expert. My job is to organize clients so that they understand what they have and what they don't have. And usually, I'm working with big entrepreneurs, Tim. That have lots of success in business, but nobody knows who the frick they are because they have no personal brand. That's the biggest client that we work with is people that want more exposure and attention. so they have more authority in a marketplace because as you know, Tim, once you have more authority, once you have more exposure, once you have credibility built in, you can close any damn deal you want. You don't even have to go find them. They come to you and that's ultimately what every entrepreneur wants is inbound. And not all this long, seven-year, nurture, cold conversion mm-hmm. strategy, you know? So that's our biggest forte is digital personal branding to help increase deal flow. That's it. In a nutshell, I just gave you my whole... that. That's it. It's exactly yeah. what I do. Well, I, I I'm pretty sure that a lot of people listening
0: are wanting to be entrepreneurs or already are business owners, probably not doing a million dollars a year
1: yet. There's no question. A large group of entrepreneurs, yeah. So
0: so there's two ways we can go with this is, what advice would you give to them for their personal branding to get more clients and stuff? But also, you've built a successful business. I I wanna hear the story of building your business before it was. before you were the marketing guy that that's the first thing people think
1: of. Sure. Let me start with the easy answer for anybody that doesn't want to sit through my entire history. The question you have to ask yourself, whether you just started yesterday or you have been doing this for 20 years. How many people did I meet today that I didn't know yesterday? That's it. Every morning when you wake up, write that down. If you're taking notes, which you should be taking notes, how much, how many people... Did I meet today that I did not know yesterday? Tim, did you know me yesterday? I don't think so. I knew who you were, but we never We'd met never until connected, right, right So we've connected today. So you're a net new human being in my life. I count that as one, right? Why? Because Tim knows somebody that's going to do business with me and on his podcast, I'm going to make a connection with them. So if your answer, I have only worked today with people that I already knew. Your pipeline is zero every day. Your pipeline is based on how many people did you meet today that you did not know. It's that simple. People try to overcomplicate marketing and sales. Ask yourself that one sentence question. And so if you're new and you're just starting, yeah, it's a little bit harder for you because people don't want to meet you. You have no credibility. You have no experience. Mm. What do you have? What's the value you have to offer them? And if the value you have to offer them is the same thing that everybody else in the marketplace is offering them, they don't want to talk to you because they heard it before. And you're not, you're not doing anything different or new. To, and, and you're definitely not giving them confidence that you're the human being to do it. So you got to get creative about how you do it. Now I'll go into where I started and where I'm at today because I'm, there's a little piece of advice that kind of goes along with how to make the connection better. When I hmm. first started, I was in TV and radio. I had a syndicated radio program with Ryan Serhant. We were in, uh, we were, or sorry, Ryan Seacrest, the other Ryan, not Serhant. Hmm. Ryan Seacrest and I had a radio show in Los Angeles with iHeartRadio. This was before he was on Idol and we uh, you know we were crafting our ability to connect with a community how to tell a story radio you know like here's a mm-hmm. microphone Was this like headphones. this was in the 90s early 2000s this or? is early 2000 we were together during uh, this is mid 2000 2004 five six we were together during 9/11 I remember we went into the studio to talk about the disaster that had taken place at the World Trade Center um, but but this was just all pre idle and you um, you know, part of that is creativity. Part of that is understanding the art of communication. You know, I mean, you could have all the strategy in the world and all the data in the world, and you still can't connect with a human being because you don't know the art of communication. So I started my career very early on figuring out how to do that. But it, it, in a sense, it was backwards because what I didn't have was strategy. Strategy is, Who am I? Who are they? And how do I make a connection with them better? If you don't understand your strategy, you're just shooting, you know, shotgun strategy. You're just, you're literally just throwing spaghetti at the fridge, trying to figure out what's going to stick. And you can create accidental success that way. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying you can't. So if you're new and you're like, shit, I don't have a strategy. I'm just going to give up. No, just go, just figure it out. Like you you don't have to have a strategy to create a million dollars, you can create a million dollars accidentally. You really can. But if you ever want to grow and scale and you really want to systematize, automate, and you want to build something enterprise, you're going to have to figure out strategy. You have to get real good about attracting people who understand strategy like me or Tim so that we can help support your growth. The other thing you need before strategy is... Strategy is only as good as the data that you feed it. So the question is, what information are you putting in your strategy to create better success metrics? Right? What are the KPIs, the key performance indicators of your marketplace? What are your competitors doing? What is your daily inbound? What is your daily outbound? What is your daily nurture? What's your reconnect? What's your conversion? Like you have to track all these data points to understand, should I go left? Should I go right? Business, Tim, business hmm. only does three things. So this is the easiest way. Whether you're a new entrepreneur or you're experienced, I want you to ask yourself this question. Here's your goal right here. And here's where you're at back here okay, you're either on the line of getting to the goal or you're above the line saying you're doing better than what expected or you're below the line. You're either scaling, sustaining, or slipping. Those are the three things any business does. There's, show me a business. Oh, no, there's one more. There's four things a business does. What's the fourth? Please explain to me if you know the goals of your business. Every single day as an owner or entrepreneur, whether you're a solopreneur, you own companies and you have employees, there are three things your business can be doing. Scaling, sustaining right on where it's supposed to be on track or slipping below. Mm. So if you have the right data, it's going to tell you what you should be doing every single day. You wake up, you go, what should I do today? Well, we're slipping. So what the strategy we're working, we're doing now is not working, right? We're going to just keep doing the same damn thing, but yet here's our number slipping. Right? No, it's time to optimize, go back to the data, study the strategy, and let's at least pull up and start sustaining. So my history really brought me through this kind of, you know, iHeartRadio creativity. Then I built my own agency, sold my own agency, which taught me strategy. And then I worked for the world's largest brands like Starbucks, Nike, Google. And that really taught me data. Like I was mm-hmm. like, I thought I knew strategy, but then I started to learn like, oh... Like the information behind the strategy is just as important as the strategy itself. So that's my life in a nutshell, Tim. I just kind of took you through it really quickly. But I started with creativity and iHeartRadio, learning and crafting content. skills. Yeah, skills, technical skills, right? Execution skills. And then I moved into strategy, building my own business, not knowing how to do my own taxes, how to hire people. I didn't know how to fire people, but I needed to. Um, Just kind of trying to bootstrap my own strategy, but I learned how to do it on other people's dimes. My first client was the Detroit Tigers, Major League Baseball. They were a 150-year-old brand, and they came to me and said, "Buck, we want you to build us a digital strategy. We don't know what this Facebook, MySpace. You couldn't even run ads when they came to me. You know, there was no ad platform on Facebook. They were trying to figure it out, and um, and I built them, you know, a 160-page document on how to connect with their English and Spanish speaking audiences online and how to drive intention, how to make connections and drive more sales for season tickets. And you know, I was very much using their marketing dollars to experiment and be inquisitive, which is the key. As long as you stay inquisitive, you'll continue to learn. And that's all I was doing. But the, the answer mm. was, why did I do that and no one else? I was more inquisitive than anyone else. When something new emerged, I jumped on it. And so when people wanted to hire someone to help them with it, it was whoever was most inquisitive, which was me. You know. Mm-hmm. So that was that was sort of my background. I was just like a creative kid that moved into the strategy space, that then moved into the data space. I've got, yeah. I've got ads running on my wall. Yeah, you got a Taco Bell ad find you. Yeah. Taco Bell so, owes you money now, Tim. I guess they do. Come on, guys. So,
0: so you're learning the skills and you know that that's the direction you're going to go. But if if I'm listening to this and I'm like, what is the KPI strategy scaling? Like, bro, I'm just trying to just trying to make like a couple of dollars. More people. Yeah. yeah, trying to meet more people and make, get some
1: revenue in the door. Where do you start? Yeah, you, you start with your personal brand. It's the number one most important thing in your life. And it will always be because it's the number one thing that no one can take away from you. It's the number one thing that you either... Ha- like. Most people don't realize, Buck, I don't have a personal brand. Yeah, you do. First of all, recognize the fact that you have one. Why well, don't ever post anything online? Guess what your personal brand is? You don't exist. It sucks. You have one. Yeah, so the question is not, do I have one? The question is, who's in control of it? You or the public? right? And then when you don't have control of it, you let the public dictate who you are. So show up every single day. Consistency will pay more than strategy. In the very beginning, as you're going through that first breakpoint of business and you're just trying to connect with more people, consistency is going to pay off more than some robust data-specific strategy with lots of KPIs. Like show up, grind it out, make connections, get it wrong to get it right. All you're trying to do is make more connections. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people just come out and they go straight to creative. They're like, I'm going to make t-shirts and business cards, logos, websites. I'm going to start a podcast. It's all transactional in nature. It's all just, mm-hmm. you know, it's all just throwing spaghetti to the fridge, just shotgun. Like, I'm just going to try stuff. I'd and rather you do that. Yeah. And there's, but there's not people that know who you are to buy the shirts, to give the business cards to, to all that th- That's stuff. right. Yeah. And yeah. I'd rather you just do it incorrectly just to make the connection to people you know i'd rather you have no clue what you're doing but at least you're trying to look for vehicles and ways to connect you know you can knock on doors and meet people or you could create instagrams that are th- with trending sounds and hashtags and meet twice as many people mm-hmm. now the argument would be you're going to convert more in person which is true 70% increase in conversions when somebody sees you face to face versus something online so yes i'd meet more people online but I can convert deals faster in person. So if you're in an area where you're not using that in-person strategy, figure out what it is. Go to events, create your own events. Too many people, by the way. I haven't talked about this a lot, but it's been on my mind. Too many people bitching about going to events, not being, you know, uh, you know. I go, I network, but like they don't, they're not really fruitful. Make your own damn event. Yeah, I just what? started my own network
0: event. We had the first one last Tuesday, dude.
1: Congratulations! How did dude, it go? Yeah.
0: It went well. I had a I put po- I didn't promote it enough, but about fifty people showed up anyway, which that's was all you awesome. need.
1: Honestly, that's all you need. Do I do mm-hmm. an event and I don't even promote it? I do like a soft launch. It's like you know AI and marketing. I do it like once a month. I get maybe 150, 100 people. And yeah. but I'll tell you, I, I, I met the owner of a twelve chain restaurant at one of these things. Like all it takes is one person to make those events worth it. Mm-hmm. And remember, the target's not always the target. Sometimes the people in the room are the people, they're the the connector, the conduit to the target. They know the people. So never discard a room of people who you know are not your target because they know your target. Mm-hmm. You know that's something that Grant Cardone talked talked to me about when I was working with him for three years as his chief marketing officer for Cardone Ventures. Was that, you know, you're too fixated on the fact that somebody's either qualified or not qualified. He said everybody's qualified because they all know the qualified person. Mm. You know, you just need to develop better relationships and quit being so transactional about it. Yeah.
0: 99% of people are not going to buy from you, but they know they're friends with the people that will. That's right. That that was the thing I think Alex Hormozzi said on his uh, webinar, or maybe he said in his book, I don't remember, but I definitely heard him say that.
1: $100 $100 million offer, I think it is in there, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like everybody is not a good fit. It's okay. But your your reputation will go
1: through that. That's exactly right. And your reputation is maintained by your personal brand, which is why I go back to the fact that you've got to be creating content every single day. You know, Grant calls it omnipresence. You should be creating on every platform every day, constantly. And here's why. It's called top of mind awareness. Write that down if you're taking notes on this podcast, which you should if you're new and you're trying to figure out life top of mind awareness because one day that 99% that doesn't buy from you is going to want to buy from you or buy the product or service you offer. Question is, do they remember that you're the person to do it for them? That's -hmm. the question. If a month goes by, do they remember that you're the person to make it happen? Do they trust that you're the individual to make it happen? And if they don't, it's your fault. Because you didn't stay in front of them. I like to use the story. My wife's a real estate agent. She got 45 team members in 12 states. She's licensed in three, four of those. And one of her states is Florida. She's licensed in the Miami, Fort Lauderdale area. And, you know, she, her team's high-performing team. They do really well. She does multi, multi millions every year. But the nurture game can easily get unorganized you know, you've got people that are interest based, people that are buyers and sellers and investors. And if you don't have organization in your nurture as you're creating and segmenting content to a very specific audience for a specific reason, you lose opportunity. There was a guy we, bo- we both knew. We met him at an event, a guy out of New York, met him at a Ryan Serhan event and really good friend, like, you know, DMs me all the time on Instagram. We have each other's numbers. Yeah, I think seven months went by. And this guy caught up with him. He's like, hey, we should catch up. I want to talk to you about marketing. Why? Omnipresence. He thinks about marketing. He thinks about me. My wife hadn't talked to him in seven months, right? Because he's not in her nurture cycle that way. He was more of a casual acquaintance. He's another agent in New York. He closed on a $45 million property in Florida. And he told me, he goes, God, I looked forever for an agent that could help me down there. I couldn't find anyone to help me close this $45. <laughs> I said, dude, my wife is licensed in Florida. That's our fault. Mm-hmm. Omnipresence, right? We did not. He did not think of us when he thought licensed agent in Florida, even though she's licensed there. We spend most of our time in Arizona. Just means we're not promoting the fact that she's licensed in four states and that she's exceptional at what she does. And gets the exact result that the client's looking for. We're not doing it. She's, 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 there's shiny objects here and shiny objects there. So you got to have intention in what you talk about. You know, that's branding essentially. What you say is what people will remember. Uh, mm. They I believe the quote goes like this: "And marketing perception is reality." So if they perceive it, it's true. Mm. And the only way they perceive it is repetition and consistency. constantly 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 right for a long time i remember i was in marketing and i talked a lot about marketing i was always the marketing guy i remember i went through a phase two or three years ago where i was big into kicks i love like the jordans and Mm -hmm. then i kind of upgraded started doing like weird louis shoes and i loved the engagement we'll call it cheap vanity engagement is what it is but like if i would post some new you know i got the what do i got today i got these air max these like The ducks, the camo duck Air Max, right? Like I'd put these on Instagram. And oh, bro, the camo duck Air Max, whatever, right? I went to an event where I was speaking as a marketing person. And the first three people that came up to me, I remember one of the guys' name was David Bange. I don't know if you know this guy. He's down in Florida. And he was a shoe guy. And he came up to me, he goes, bro, what kicks you got on today? Let's see what you got on today. And then the next person came up and they were like, man, they were like, let's see, let's see. What are the shoes? What are the shoes, right? And then I was like, oh shit, I'm becoming the shoe guy. I don't want to be the shoe guy. Mm. It's okay. I like it from an association lifestyle standpoint. I'm yeah, okay. But being the... the shoe guy doesn't make you money. No, well, it, it could be a connection point. You know, you could argue yeah. it's a connection point. But perception is reality. And I, you know, the question is, what is the first word that comes to people's minds when they think of you? And if it's shoes, we've done something wrong. You know, so I didn't get, I didn't become him. But it was a reminder that like, dude, cadence. How much are you doing of what you're doing? Take a piece of paper. If you're an entrepreneur and you're creating content right now, and I want you to draw lines like this. I want you to draw lines like that. These are buckets. Types of content that you create. Then ideas of the types of content. What are the percentages of these buckets? Right so like for me marketing and sales is like 70% speaking on stages is like 10% family is like 5%. I'll tell you why family's low for me. I put it on there you'll see like once or twice a week. People love my 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 contact, my connector. I lost my background again. Man, mm-hmm. I think I hit my I think I hit my apple. Uh my my um core persona, the person that I do the most business with. They have a family. Most of my clients for closing day agency have kids. So when they see kids, they're like that guy. Yeah, I trust I can him. relate. I can relate. He's my guy. We're going to work together, right? So there's some relatability. But here's what I noticed. The more I post kids on my Instagram, I look at my numbers right back to data. What does the data say that informs your strategy? Should I post kids or should I not? What does the data say? The data will tell you you should or you shouldn't. How does that translate into new connections? How does that translate into conversions? People liked it. They associated with it. But the more I did it, numbers dropped off. What people said is, we like the kids, but not a lot. We don't want to watch a daycare on your Instagram. Right? Hmm. So they were like, oh, cute. She's cute. And then they're done. Now let's go back to learning about business and how I can grow my sales. Right? So I learned that like, the cadence for lifestyle family children was like less than 5% you know if it's really entertaining i might increase that a little bit Is you got you got to go with your gut to some degree of like this is really compelling you know some amazing trip vip yeah, backstage kids are doing something insane. crazy yeah kids are going nuts you know or they learn a new skill or they're just being adorable as hell maybe you go above and beyond but but really you got to think about the target <laughs> and what is and how do you make better connections and earn trust faster with the target and mm-hmm. and so it's and so that's you know Here's the thing. People say, oh, no, Buck, I, dude, I've been in business forever. I'm going to do $5 million this year in revenue. Great. What's your marketing strategy? Uh, you know, it's you know, what I do is like I run ads. and I, No, no, no. Where is your marketing strategy? Is it here? Or is it here? Send me your marketing strategy. Send it to me. 80%, 85% of businesses don't have it. They don't have a strategy. They're just doing things. Just trying things, right? Mm -hmm. Where's your persona? Let me see a detailed outline of the attributes, the differentiators. Let me see a detailed list of the things that your persona can relate to. Let me see a core competitive differentiator of your persona right now. Let me see the segmentation. Well, I know they're male and some are, you know, 18 to 34. And then like, where is it? And so if you are a business and you're really looking to scale. You can't drive success because you own all the documents here in your head. Owning the strategy in your head is not a scalable solution. You must document it, and then you must distribute it so that it's scalable and duplicatable in the in the in the organization. You've got to have how else, are, how else is Tim going to have a second Tim if mm-hmm. all Tim knows is in his head? You gotta hand the second Tim this and go do exactly what I told you to do. Do it detailed verbatim. Oh now Pizza Hut owes you money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying new wallpapers today. Apparently they have ads on them. This wasn't as this wasn't as the best idea that I had. Yeah. It looks like you're trying to hypnotize people in the background there we go. too. I was. I was trying to. Did it work? It worked. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's just go black. How about that? This is better. Yeah. All right. All anyway, good. anyway, that would be my best advice. Is like consistency over strategy but then as you get big you definitely want strategy that's the key Mm -hmm. so one thing to realize
0: is when people start creating content for the first time it's going to suck yeah which in my opinion
1: is okay because when you start nobody's going to watch it so it's fine but they'll go back because remember content is earned Mm -hmm. content is earned meaning whatever you create today may get legs in a year you know, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Think about Gary V. Nobody watched his wine library. Now mm-hmm. people go back. He has millions of views on on content he only had like ten views on. Right? It's mm-hmm. earned. Once it's out, it's earned. You can recreate it, repurpose it, reuse it. So they may not watch it today, but they'll eventually watch it. The other thing is muscle mm-hmm. memory. It's like working out. I mean, what's Tim? Do you have a sport or something you do athletic or something you do often? I've been getting into pickleball. It used to be basketball. Like I would I'm play sure, basketball. I'm sure your every day. first day at yeah. pickleball, you sucked. You're probably better today than you are. Exactly. Right. That's because yeah. you did it every day. That's my point with content. You're like, no, I'm bad. I don't like doing this. This mm-hmm. makes me feel uncomfortable. Right. Your first day, you're going to just like pickleball, but then you mm-hmm. do it every hour, every day. In fact, I tell my clients, I want every single message you send, you, you no longer are allowed to send text messages. I want you to send video messages mm-hmm. only. And what it does is it gets you to practice the art of communicating through video. And I want you to do it over and over and over. So your mom's like, hey, are you coming over for dinner? Video. Hey, yeah, mom. I'll be over in uh, you know a couple hours. I'm just finishing up some stuff at the office. I want you to get used to that organic ability to communicate, seeing yourself through video and rehearsing they, as you create, I want you to think of one persona, one target, because everybody always thinks of everyone. They always think of, "Hey, everybody, hey, here's everybody. what I'm doing today." Right? Right.
0: Yeah. Everybody's not watching the video. I'm watching the video. On There's phone. one person. Who are you right? talking to?
1: Yeah. So people just need yeah. to learn the art of making connection feel more organic, and then you'll you'll drive you'll drive more engagement. It's easy. I'll mm-hmm. literally watch the numbers go up for every client that we work with when they do exactly what I tell them to do. Yeah.
0: There's good tips in there for getting the reps in the repetition being good at it what other tips do you have for creating good content for someone
1: yeah one of the other things i mean look this is what people this is what people work with us for because one of the other tips here's one of my clients right now he sent me his name's hayden he's a insurance mogul he's sending me all his clips this morning right so he's asking for feedback on one one of the tips i give is he's doing it this morning like to be stuck and unmotivated and career that you want him walking through ago, the airport I mm-hmm. the insurance industry what i learned was the financial service industry okay why is he walking through the airport because he's busy because he's busy he's on the move he doesn't have time to sit down and create polished content like this so what does that do to the person on the other side damn this guy is on the go he's hustling at an airport he's making content as he goes it's a psychological thing so movement is the answer you ask me what else can you do movement I'd like to talk to you today about something that's really important that you should learn about. This is so freaking boring, man. Mm-hmm. Get up and go move around people's attention. Literally you have two seconds to make an impact. People's attention spans are too short. Like you got to be on the move, get them interested. Give me something dynamic. Let me see where you're at and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Tell me a richer story than, Hey, I'm just going to talk to the camera in a, in a, in a desk in a chair so I always make my clients record content on the go. It performs so much higher. Like, mm. Oh, I need to buy a $10,000 setup with the RE27 and a processor and all of this. You know, like No, you don't. You need a phone and you need to go. You will create yep. more success than a studio. I promise you the studio is for high polish, what we're doing, education content, where we're having deep conversations with each other about a p- specific industry niche or strategy That's great. Get some high polished content. Chop it up. Make some teasers. You know, let the Mm. teasers feed the long form content. Great for long form. For people doing short snippets, ads, stories, lifestyle, evergreen is what I call it. Be on the go and go with the phone. There's no better success. It's gonna make a connection. People want to feel like they're talking with you. That they're directly in Mm. your line of sight. You know, and.
0: As people were curious, we want to know what you're doing. We want to follow a story too. There's no story of you sitting in front of a camera, uh, you know, filming reels for an hour. That's good stuff. Like you, you can make good content and good educational stuff. Yeah. But but the like people want to see. Oh, you're at the airport. Where are you going? Oh, you're at New York. You're you're at dinner in Miami with business partners. You're at a conference. You're meeting people. What's that about? That's exactly. It's just a story. It's entertainment. That's that's going to cause people to tune in. That's exactly it. Yep, you nailed it, man. Mm. so that's good stuff um is there anything else you want to touch on and wrap up because i know we're
1: getting short on time here you know i think for me the biggest thing once again let's ask the question how many people did you meet today that you didn't know yesterday I, I have a goal of 15 new people on just instagram alone every single day and i usually hit that quota if i don't go over it so i would just say anybody that's watching this if you found any value at all and you're saying i don't meet enough people come meet me Go to About Buck on Instagram. Say hi. Say what's up. Say, I heard you on Tim's podcast, man. It was freaking amazing. I'd love to just network and be friends. That's, that's how I grow. I organically, I like to give as much as possible. And usually the business just takes place. I don't have to ask for it. Again, it's inbound for me. That's because I have earned residual in a personal brand. All I do is give, mm-hmm. give, 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 give. And then eventually people just come asking me, hey, let's work together. Let's partner. Let's build something bigger. My question is, could you do it on your own? Sure. Do you want to do it faster? Then let's do it together. We're going to do it faster if we do it together because I'm going to make sure that you miss all those loopholes. I'm going to make sure you don't spend that money and that you don't screw up your ROI, that you're going to be invested in exactly what's going to work for you. And we're going to calculate the success as we go together, which is why people end up working with hashtag closing day agency. Because we're very specific about data, exactly where you are and where you want to go. And we optimize accordingly based on what you're doing. Um, and the other thing we do is we save people time, you know? I mean, so many people are sitting there trying to set up their damn CRM for like three weeks straight, right? Like, well, how do you put an email in and how do you nurture it? If I told you what took you three weeks in that CRM, my team could do in two days, is it worth $1,000 to you? Should right? be. Yeah, like hell yeah, it is. You can, yeah. How many people could you meet with in three weeks instead of sitting behind the damn laptop trying to figure out how to do an email nurture? By the way, when you send that email nurture that doesn't get you anything back because you didn't segment the audience the right way and you didn't use the right call to action and you didn't put the call to action above the fold because you didn't even know that was a tactic. Is that worth $1,000 to you? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like, dude, it's such a no-brainer and it drives me crazy that people are like, no, I'm going to do it myself. I guess what it comes down to, Tim, is it drives me nuts that people won't invest in themselves. They're too scarcity mindset to say, I should spend to speed up the process, right? Everybody's like, well, if I spend, how many leads am I going to get? Right. No, you're you're spending to invest in your ability to move faster and have more knowledge. That's what you're spending in. If yeah. you're strictly transactional and you're just like, well, I only hire marketing agencies to get leads, like, then this is not the agency you want to work with. You want to work with an agency that's a basement agency where they promise you leads, you're gonna spend the money, they're all unqualified, none of them end up closing, but we got you leads, right? But they didn't get you strategic leads, they didn't build a long-term platform for you. So Hmm. that's those, you know, and those are fly by night agencies. You see them all over the internet. You know, you get ads served to you on Instagram stories or TikTok every day. That's like, what if I were to tell you that I could get you 42 new leads every single week? All you got to do is fill out this form. Like there's a thousand agencies like that. We're into the five-year run. We're into the long-term vision. We're looking for people that want to do millions, not people that are looking for an overnight Facebook ad. So let's make a connection on Instagram. I'd say just follow me on Instagram at about buck. Um, and then stay connected to Tim, man, Tim, you're connecting and doing big things in the multifamily space. And, you know, I know there's a ton of hustlers out there. I'm friends with like Pace Morby out here. Mm -hmm. I know you know him. Um, there's, there's, there's a lot of big multifamily friends. I've got, uh, Carlos Reyes is a very good friend, very, my spiritual buddy. We pray together. Uh, Mm Um, he tries to keep my life straight. So, so, uh, you know, I'd say stay close to Tim too. So if you're watching this right now, make sure you're not just a viewer, make sure you're an engager, get up and get active and write Mm. Tim a message and say, Tim, I love listening to your podcast." You don't have to have anything to offer. Just make the connection. You don't have to have a budget or or investing dollars. You don't have to be an agent. Just make the connection with people who are just hiding behind their, their, their profiles, you know, like stop Mm. being a passive listener and start creating and connecting. That'd be my biggest piece of advice. Well, that's great
0: advice. And I appreciate the time. This was like a really easy podcast to do. You're a really good communicator. Thank you, so bro. Well, I, I did do that radio for
1: 20 years. So this is kind of like riding a bike for me, you know? That's good. Good. super. But, easy. but I, I think the last thing I would give you is, uh, if anyone's listening, this will be my, my last words of wisdom. I like to leave it on this for people. Um, if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do differently today? If you knew failure was not an option, how would you do it different today? What would you invest in? what would you spend? And who would you connect with knowing that you were going to succeed no matter what? Change your mindset and go all in. That would be it. That's good. Well, I appreciate
0: the time, Buck. Uh, cool. if, if you're still listening at this point, I appreciate you. Reach out to both
1: of us. And we'll right. catch you on the next one. Cool. Thank you, Tim.